Hello, and welcome to Illumination Bureau, where we hope to enlighten you on all the hidden stuff you didn't know about careers in creative. This is Kristen Harris and Katherine Klein, and we will be your hosts. We are the co-creators of Portfolio Creative, a company that connects creative people in the marketing and advertising space. We've been doing this since 2005, and we have learned a lot of things that we want to share with you. We have so much to tell you, so let's get started. Hey, Catherine. Yes. Have you ever played Cards Against Humanity? Well, eventually I did. And (laughs) I say that because I had to watch some people play a couple of times because for me, it always makes me nervous when I don't know the rules of the game. So I like to kind of see it play out first. And then once I feel comfortable, I'm I'm ready to kind of jump in. Oh, so well, that ties very nicely into our topic today, which is about independent contractors. Also, when you know the rules, you can jump in. And but, you, but you probably shouldn't if you don't. Right. And it, it's, it ends up being very easy and very fluid once you are familiar with everything. But I think a lot of people are very nervous. Uh, first time saying, I couldn't possibly do this. Or they jump in and they don't know the rules. And then you, you don't really win that way. Actually, you could lose big time. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's a good thing to start with is... Um, I think a lot of people in businesses, especially small companies, are like, oh, I'll just have somebody be a contractor. Right. And it it sounds so simple, but Mm -hmm. it's really not. And I think that our biggest warning to people is the risk is all on you as the business owner. Right. The risk is not on the person. Right. If anyone is getting hit with, you know, back taxes, back Mm -hmm. payments, penalties, whatever, it is all on the business side. That is correct. So our first rule is essentially to get that definition of the relationship in writing because you are the one that's responsible. Um, Someone can come in and saying, I want to be billed like XYZ, for example, you know, and if they say, I want to be billed as an independent contractor, for example, and you're like, great. And if things are rolling along and then it starts turning into a little more of an employee sort of relationship, um, that person you hired can essentially go back and say, you know what, this is now an employee relationship because that's how you're treating me. And um, I would like to get my back benefits and everything else that kind of goes along with being an employee. Yeah. And and I think what makes it really tricky is the IRS has this, you know, 20 questions. You mm-hmm. can look it up. There's 20 questions from the IRS and they have all kinds of guidance and you can fill out a form and send it to them. They'll give you their opinion on exactly. if this person's yeah, what, a contractor or not. Like there's yeah. all kinds of stuff from the IRS, but none of it is black and white. Like it's very gray and it's all like, here's mm-hmm. 20 questions you can consider, mm-hmm. but it's your judgment call. Right. They never say, you know, check yes or no. If you have 12 yeses, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Like it's not that simple. Right. Which goes nicely into our next rule, which is know your paperwork. So definitely check out one of those websites and see what it is in fact that you need to have. And you understand, you know, the difference between like what a W-9 is and, and also about the 1099 when it comes to filling out taxes and things like that. If you are essentially going through all filling out all the right paperwork and following all the rules that have been laid out for you, it's you're, it's much easier to defend yourself if you were to be audited or something like that. So yeah. definitely familiarize yourself with that paperwork. And also back it up too, speaking about paperwork, is if this person has a business card, a business address, collect all of that. If they have other clients, make you know, a, a record of that as well, um, which basically makes it so you as a company is fully under the assumption that this person is operating as an individual versus trying to fill a job as an employee. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest point. That's what the IRS is looking for in the definition of an independent contractor is, is this person actually a business? They mm-hmm. may be a business of one person, but are they actually a business? Are they mm-hmm. at risk at 
making or losing money? Are they providing their own equipment? Are they the ones really making the decisions? They're right. just delivering a service or a product. You know, there's there's all these things they're looking for. And so, like you said, as much as you can prove they are and then collect anything that they can give you to prove they are, they may have their own insurance or, you know, all kinds of different things that really helps in, um, you know, creating a file that has all that information. And then the other piece too is just being consistent. Exactly. So if you're hiring a web designer who is truly an independent contractor and can prove all of that, great. Mm-hmm. If the next person also can, you know, be very consistent in what you're using and what you're collecting from each of them. Yes. If you require they give you a business card and a client list, get that from everybody. Everybody. Yeah. And because any holes, you know, trust me, they're going to, they're going to jump on or see as a red flag to dig deeper, which, you know, you really don't want to have happen. Yeah. And I think, you know, one thing that's probably a really good point to make is from the, you know, government entities, all of them, from their standpoint, they would like everyone to be an employee. Mm-hmm. So they, it is, the burden of proof is on you to prove they're a contractor mm-hmm. because they will default to everyone is an employee right. unless you can prove otherwise. Exactly. So that's really, Great you have to really, you know, be making the case. Yeah. And they are not veering towards them being a contractor. <laughs> they're not veering towards you making the money. It's them making the money. <laughs> yes. They would like their taxes. Exactly. And we, <laughs> we all know that, to. don't we? Um, <laughs> And if you are following along with us on the inside of the game board box with the rules, the the next one on here is businesses of all size need to follow the same rules. And I think that that is um, sometimes confusing for people to think, oh, I'm small. They will never come looking for me. Um, You know, odds are... Take your chances. Take your (laughs) chances. Very well said, Kristen. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, The thing that people... Well, and... People think that they're always going to go after the biggest ticket. And I do think that it's probably where they want to spend most of their time, for sure. But that is not going to stop people from talking. So if you have an employee that tells maybe the wrong, or I I should say an independent contractor, or maybe an employee, too, I guess, if they're on the inside, that somehow has loose lips with somebody at a bar saying this is how things are run, and maybe they don't like it, they could be disgruntled, they could just be speaking casually, but if that got back to the wrong person, that's just easy. Mm-hmm. That's an it easy... trigger an audit. Right, and they already know it's there. So they're sure they'll come after you then, but... Yeah, or like you said before, if that person feels that this relationship actually has changed and I am due, you know, benefits mm-hmm. or other, you know, overtime and things like that that I haven't received, they could file a complaint. You exactly. Know, they certainly can. Like I said, and that's just, you know, have all the rights to do that. That is easy money and who doesn't like that? So. Yeah. So yeah. even though the government entities may not be looking for you, it can come up in other ways. I mean, I guess I'm just risk averse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same too. And I was going to actually talk about that even just with like, you know, playing games and things like that. I'm so risk averse, which people think that business owners are like, risk takers and it's like no we're actually more like overthinkers and over worriers and over planners you know it, it it just happens to work out with a lot of overthinking versus taking a risk yeah and, <laughs> and like you said if you're a, a small business or a new business I would think that say there's an issue and there are back penalties or you know taxes due or even just the time to go through an audit and collect everything that seems like the it would be more painful for a small business Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. yeah maybe the dollars aren't that big but they might be really big compared to your revenue right right and that's that's what you always have to keep in mind um and essentially this brings us to rule number four which we've kind of woven into all of these rules and that is it's it's all about the relationship this has to be really seen as a separate entity not a person that um 
is within your company. I, I you know, it's it's. I always like to refer to it as like if you. Um, needed a plumber or an electrician, you don't get to tell them when to show up, unfortunately. They will give yeah. you a window of six hours. Um, you don't get to charge them what to, you know, tell them what they can charge. You know, you, you can choose them based on price, which you, as you can with an independent contractor too. Um, but you don't get to tell them, here's what you're going to make and here's what I want you here and here's what I, and I'm going to micromanage you um, to make sure that you are doing the right thing. You know, it, it is something, somebody that operates completely separate from your company. And that's kind of a good way to keep it in mind. Um, yeah, and I think that sometimes people have a maybe a mistaken perception that like there are certain roles that are always contractors, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. Um, and and this is a big one. I can have some people on my team who are employees and some that are contractors right. all doing the same job, and that is a huge red flag. Mm-hmm. Like if two people are sitting next to each other, doing the same job, showing up at the same time. Leaving, you know, approximately the and same time. And that's the expectation. Working on mm-hmm, your equipment. Mm-hmm. You're supervising them. You know, you're dictating their pay. You're providing their tools. And one's an employee and one is a contractor. That is a huge, huge red flag. It is you huge. really need that contractor to look different. They mm-hmm. can come and go when they want. They provide their own equipment. They tell you how much it's going to cost to accomplish what you're asking for. Right. You know, they're, they're the one in charge, not... not um, so much where an employee is doing what you ask, mm-hmm. a contractor is delivering what you asked for, but right. in whatever way they've decided is best. Right. And another uh, visual I like to think about, because, you know, I'm a visual person, as, as are you and most people listening probably are, is that um, it's kind of like, you know, you have to treat people more like their acquaintances versus family. I mean, your internal team can be your family, but then you might invite someone in else separately to help you maybe set up for a party or something like that you might love them love 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 them but they're not your family and you will have to go now you know so it's it's a lot of thinking like that just how much that is separate and it's it's really challenging because you may just really enjoy that person and they do feel like family but you just really can't cross that line yeah and I back to your point about paperwork as well I think that um often people feel like well I have an agreement so it's all okay but the IRS basically says that's one factor. That's not everything. Like their point of view is we don't really care what you put in writing and what that well, that person may have signed. <laughs> right, right. We're we're looking at the factors, the circumstances mm-hmm. like you said, the relationship. Mm-hmm. What is the relationship between the two entities and you know, how do they function as a business? They're like, Yeah, that's nice you have an agreement, but it is not the end all be all. Right. And it's just one item on our list. It's it's really simple stuff that you get kind of caught on. And I'm just thinking about, you know, when I was a freelancer and you definitely worked, you know, with a lot of freelancers as well and just how gray that line is and how dangerous it is to cross. Because one of the things I remember, you know, I I would work for a company, for example, and I would not get invited to the holiday parties or any other employees sort of can't go to the quarterly meeting. You can't, you know, do things like that. Even though you're there every day working on a job, you, you have to make sure that, you know, those people are not in attendance and those people can't be invited as much as you're, you know, if they're the only person sitting in the room, they can't come to the ho- holiday party that's for employees. Right. You know? And on a human level, it feels awkward. It's like, yes, yeah, sorry. That's what makes it hard. You're going to sit here and 
do some work or you can go take time off or take mm-hmm. a long lunch or whatever, but we're all going to this employee event. Right. You can't come to and the... And you can't come as much as we all love you and feel like you're part of our team. Right. You can't it come just... to the celebratory lunch or any, mm-hmm. as, as, in a, you know, as the other employees are. Not like if you want to thank them in some other way, that's fine. Uh, but even then I would start getting a little squirrely about it too, because again, if you have a Lyft driver or an electrician, are you going to give them just that little added bonus? Yeah. You give them a tip. <laughs> you right? could give them a tip. And that, that's kind of where it has the where right. it has the end, but yeah, you're not. But then you're not tipping your employees, so again, that's yeah. where that all changes up a little bit. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's all about their relationship. That is really the big thing that they identify. And um, one of the other rules that um, also weaves into this as well is that um, temporary workers, probationary employees, or or seasonal workers are not independent contractors. Um, not inherently, right. Exactly. Yeah. And that it, it carries that veil with it, for sure. But that's why a lot of staffing companies exist, because when people need seasonal help, when they need temporary people to fill in for you know upticks in business, um, they will call a staffing company, and that kind of offers at least a little bit more protection as you, as the employer. Um, these people don't belong to me. The staffing company's running their checks, and they're just showing up to do this, and when I'm done with them, they will leave. Um, but again, that's just another way of kind of looking at it, too, that people might not be thinking about. Yeah. And, you know, back to the IRS, like they would like for them to be someone's employee. So mm-hmm. if they're not your employee, that's okay. Mm-hmm. They're somebody's employee. They're Portfolio Creative's employee. Right. You know, but they are housed somewhere. And that's what they really like to see. Exactly. You know, someone is, you know, doing their payroll, their taxes, providing their benefits, like they are taken care of mm-hmm. by some company, whether it's, you know, the client or not. Um, I think another place people really trip up on this sort of probationary short-term thing is saying like, well, I'll have them start as a contractor Mm -hmm. and then if we like them, we'll hire them. Right. And that's another giant red flag is having, having the same individual be both a 1099 and a W2 for your company. Especially if they get that paperwork in the same year. Yeah, within the same year. (laughs) And, and it, it may be, it might be better if they start as a contractor and then you hire them mm-hmm. because the IRS would like for you to hire them. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> if you go true. the other way, and I've seen companies do this, and I, it, it just makes me sweat, is lay someone off as an employee and then bring them back as an independent mm-hmm. contractor. In the same year, they've gone from being an employee and getting all the benefits and having the taxes withheld and everything to a contractor where none of that happens. Right. That's a really big red flag when it goes that way. Like, you know, they're happy that you hired someone. They probably won't give you nearly as much trouble over going from mm-hmm. a contractor to an employee, but going from an employee to a contractor right. is, to me, like that's a, just another big audit red flag that they'll look for. And the situation may be... Um that perhaps this person just decided to start their own business and now they wish to be a vendor. But you know what? They better have a company name. They better have a company address. You know, everything that we had outlined before. Um, And that's totally cool. But what they're looking for is the employer looking to cut expenses in some way. Yeah, avoid all those costs. All, of yeah. So hey, if you guys were all independent contractors, we could save so much money. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. not gonna That's not gonna be too one. happy about mm-hmm. that. They will definitely flag that. So yeah, for sure. So I think that, like you said, a, a lot of times um, that's where like a company art, like ours will come in as that interim employer. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe in the ninety days before they're bringing them on full time, or if they do want to, maybe this person wants to switch to part time or some other kind of a scenario that doesn't really fit within full time employment with the client, they'll come and work through us. Right. 
you know, with, still with the client, but now we're their employer and that takes away all that risk. Yeah. And the IRS loves that again, like you said, because, you know, these people are now being claimed by somebody as an employee. Taxes will be paid. Benefits, workman's comp, all that sort of stuff is covered by somebody. And that's mostly where their biggest fear is, is that, you know, somehow this all goes wrong and this person's just this floating person out mm-hmm. there. Um, they want their money. Yeah. And it, and I think this is coming up more and more because more people are working independently, mm-hmm. remotely, you know, all these different right. kinds of um, work scenarios that are different from I show up in an office between nine o'clock and five o'clock. You know, there's all these different work scenarios. And I guess we're not trying to say you can't have someone be a contractor or you can't use contractors. It's just be 100% sure that they are right. a contractor. And that they are legitimately, and it doesn't matter what they call themselves Mm -hmm. or what they ask for or what you have on paper, Mm -hmm. you know, it's really like you're still coming back to the risk is on you Mm -hmm. to make sure that it's truly looks like a contractor. Exactly. And actually I would, again, just really encourage people to do this. You can get some amazing skill sets without having to hire someone um, by using independent contractors. You can um, cover when you have people out, when you have searches in business that you're, and you're not really sure how long it's going to last or whatever. So it is an amazing way to get some great talent. But again, you have to know the rules in order to win the game. Thank you so much for joining us at Illumination Bureau. We hope that you have gained something by listening today. Illumination Bureau was brought to you by Portfolio Creative. You can find out more about Portfolio Creative at PortfolioCreative.com. If you have a topic that you want to hear about, don't hesitate to send us an email at questions at PortfolioCreative.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate and review it, or share it with a friend.